Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back for episode 15 of Believe in Padres Prospects on the Believe Podcast Network. San Diego's number one sports podcast network. It's Ryan. It's Wade coming to you from our brand new podcast studio in San Diego on Miramar Road, right next to all the breweries. Great place to, to be located after work, after hours when you're brewery hopping. Still moving in, but we have Wi-Fi. We have cable. We have Wade. What do you think of the new place, Wade? It's a great little area, you know, Miramar, centrally located, all the breweries here, as you mentioned. So after this podcast, we will probably hit one or two up. <laughs> one or two, <laughs> even on a Monday, because is it Tuesday? It's Monday. Monday Night Football. It is Monday Night Football. Sure. Watch these Nationals beat the Dodgers. Well, yeah, that wouldn't be football, but that would be the... You know what I'm talking about. Sure. Do you have any action on the games tonight? I do not. Yeah, me either. On today's show, let's get right into it. We're going to ask Wade... It's a new segment. And we're going to be discussing, spoiler, Wade's wish list for the offseason. So the Padres, they're supposed to win in 2020 and you know really win in 2021. So what do they need? Is it selling prospects for MLB talent? If so, who? Is it acquiring some minor league talent in exchange for pieces that the MLB roster doesn't need? We are going to find out. That's coming up after the news, which we're going to do right now. So this came across the news today, specifically on Twitter, and uh, this is courtesy of CBS. Japanese slugger, according to Japan at least, Yoshitomo Tsutsugo. I feel like I've, I nailed that. Nice pronunciation. Uh, has been posted by his Japanese club, the Yokohomo Dina Bay Stars in Japan. So... He has, like many other Japanese players who've come over here, said it's, it's been his dream since a little kid to play in the majors. Um, he's been following, you know, the, the, in recent years, the, the guys that have come over, uh, outfielders like him at least, who are uh, Norieoki recently, Hideki Matsui, and going way a little further back, Ichiro Suzuki. Um, recently, it's been a pitcher-heavy class coming over from Japan. Shohei Otani, obviously. Um, Yusuke Kikuchi last year with Seattle. And then before that, it was Masahiro Tanaka. He was the big one. And then before him, uh, Daisuke Matsuzaka, who actually but had like one good year and then was kind of roughed up after that. So as for Sutsugo, why does this guy matter? Um a couple of reasons. One, anytime there's a good player from Japan who's getting posted to MLB teams or made available to MLB teams, you want to take a look because it's major league ready talent pretty much right away on your big club. Um, it's not like getting guys from the Dominican where they sit in the minors for a few years or they come from Cuba and they were in the, the Siri Nacional and they come over sometimes like Rusni Castillo comes to mind or Ismani Tomas and you expect them to be good right away. They don't. Typically, these Japanese guys come in and make an impact right away, at least in the first season, and sometimes they kind of fade out. But I expect 
Sutsugo to be an impact player for some team right away. And he's a left fielder only guy. He's been compared to, um, at least courtesy CBS, he's been um, compared to Kyle Schwarber. So take that for Quile. Did I say Quile? You little. Okay. Yeah. Well, he's been compared to Kyle. There you go. Kyle. Schwarber. Uh, so that's not exactly a great player. Left field only, poor defense. Uh, probably is going to strike out a lot, but has a good eye at the plate. Gets on base. Strikes out a lot. Perfect for the Padres. And perfect for just the rest of baseball because that's kind of the – this doesn't scare you the way it used to when Adam Dunn was doing it. Adam Dunn, the pioneer of the three true outcomes a little before his time. Um, the last couple of years, though, Kikuchi – or uh, not Kikuchi, uh, Sutsugo has kind of been tending, trailing off in the wrong direction. Um, he had a breakout in 2016 where he hit 322, had a 430 OBP, hit 44 home runs – in the Nippon Professional Baseball League. K rate was low, under 20%. Walk rate was high, 15.5%. And since then, um, has just trended the wrong way. So last year, he ended up hitting three or, uh, 272 with a 388 on base. Strikeout rate has gone up to 25%. Walk rate, about the same, 15.8%. So that's pretty good. Home runs have gone down to 29 RBI is down, doubles down. Everything's just kind of down. Uh, he's battled injuries throughout his career. Uh, his wrist ligament was an issue a couple years ago. So there's lots of things to kind of nitpick with him. Um, but what they do like is left-handed power, strike zone discipline could be an option in left field for the Padres if they choose to go that route, which we know Preller is always checking in on these international guys. Uh, whether they're from Cuba or they're with Japan, he was he was big on Otani at the time. I I thought we had a good chance at getting Otani uh, when he was posted. I'm kind of okay. It didn't it didn't work out that way? Although um, when he's been healthy, he can he's been hitting and pitching really well. And That's the key, though. He's gonna be when pitching he's again. Been healthy. Yeah, he's gonna pitch again next year, hopefully for the Angels. But basically, I wanted to get your opinion on him. Would you be happy if the Padres? And Preller and Fowler specifically decided they wanted to go after a guy like this because, frankly, I have—I don't think there's anyone in the outfield right now that is necessarily, you know, blowing your socks off. I don't know either, but just looking at his age, he's 28, so he's not young. So you're taking a big risk. He's not young, but at the same time, 28 is kind of like right in the middle of your prime years if you're an offensive or a, a hitting type player. I mean, pitchers, you can find their, in their prime late twenties, early thirties, even mid thirties sometimes. But for a hitter, like he's right in the middle of where you want to be. Yeah. I guess, I mean, just the stats that you said, looking at his stats from 2016 to 19, they've just all gone down. That's not a good sign. That's not something you want to spend. What's he going to ask? Like 20 million a year. It's going to be tough to tell what exactly he's going to ask for because I know Yusei Kikuchi, who was a guy who was the big Japanese signing last year by the Seattle Mariners, he went for four years, $56 million. So I wouldn't feel comfortable giving that to Tsutsugo either. But maybe the the price tag comes down because that that does look like a bad signing by the Mariners. And maybe teams are more cautious going into the next season. Um, Just a heads up on how the posting works. We're, we're trending towards an international draft in 2021. Did you know that? 
I did not. I don't think it's been agreed upon yet, but that's what baseball wants to do is install a 20-round International League draft, which I think would be really fun and provide a lot more content for us. Um, I prefer drafts compared to just like the the Wild West of international free agent signings where I think there's a, a lot of room for players to get taken advantage of in the current system. Um, a lot of the power goes to the, the local area scouts who are overseas and don't get regulated by the United States laws and baseball teams don't necessarily what's go- know what's going on all the time with them. And there's some shady stuff that goes on. Giving their family free food. If they come sign since yeah, the kid's like six years old. I don't know. Yeah. Weird stuff like that happens pretty frequently. And I'd rather just see them taken care of in a, in a more secure environment, which is, I think would be the draft. And it also balances it out with the, uh, homegrown players who have to go through a draft system and aren't eligible for all the, you know, huge signing bonuses that the international guys are. So you see guys that have, you know, dual eligibility, maybe are born in the in the U.S. and then move to the Dominican when they're kids, and then they grow up in the international system and they're eligible for that. Like we saw this with uh, George Valera, who's from New York, but has roots in the Dominican and went to go live in the Dominican and signed as an international free agent, made a lot more money. Right. So this this kind of stuff happens. So they're headed towards an international draft. Um, right now, that's not happening. So we're we're currently stuck in you know, call it the new old system. So the the system has evolved over the years, but basically here, here's what we're looking at here. So look, a contract worth $25 million or less. um, If, if the, let's say the team a, we'll say the Padres agrees to Sutsumo Sutsugo for a contract worth $25 million or less. Sutsugo gets his deal. And then the, the team that posts him, in Japan will receive 20% of that contract or it's 20, it's 20% of the value of the contract will be paid to the team. So Sutsugo gets his money, $25 million. And then 20% of that $5 million will go to the club contracts worth more $25 million to $50 million. The club will get a $5 million bonus plus 17.5% of the amount over 25 million. And then contracts worth North of $50 million, the Japanese club will get $9.375 million plus 15% of the amount over $50 million. So that's a lot to kind of take in there. But just kind of for perspective, teams that are interested in these international guys have to come to an agreement with the player 30 days after he's posted. Uh and then they have to they have to give the uh, the bonus to the club that posted him in Japan. So, all that said, let's say Tsutsugo signs for four years. That'll take up all his prime, late twenties and his early thirties. Four years, thirty million dollars. Are you interested? I personally am not because he's. He is a left-handed power hitter, which Potters do need, but he's only a left fielder, which is the easiest position to fill. Potters, Potters haven't filled it. Potters really need a left field or a center fielder. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can put who we have in the outfield. In so right now, I'd say the outfield is Myers in right, Naylor in left, Margot in center, and then maybe a little Renfro splashed in somewhere. Right, and I think 
Who's that group do you love though? Do you like any? Do you like any of those? I guys? think he's about the same player as Naylor, and we're playing Naylor almost nothing. And Naylor's what twenty two years old. This guy's twenty eight. We're gonna have to pay him like thirty mil. I would take uh, a, a full year of Sutugo's numbers. I would take his home run total over Naylor's total. I would. I would bet you on that. I take that bet. Okay. Well, let's see where he ends up. Um, but okay, so let's get into why I, I I would like doing it. So there's there's obviously pros and cons to this, but why I like it, he's a left-handed power bat, like you said. The lineup is so righty heavy. Who's the only lefty guy that scares you? Eric Cosmer? Like he's terrible. Doesn't scare anybody. No, even Naylor. Naylor's young, and I I do like Naylor, and I think there's room for him to improve. But for now, not a lot of left-handed thump in this lineup. He's Sutsugo is left-handed. Even if he's Kyle Schwarber, you get him for the right price. I think worst case, he's a valuable bench bat, platoon player. And like I mentioned, no one on this outfield really jumps out to me. So he could even start in left field um, compared to all the current guys. Why not platoon him at, at least with Renfro, who, get ready for these, hit 208 versus right-handed pitching this year and hit 161 in the second half. That's brutal. That's pretty much after Fran Reyes got traded. And he didn't really hit lefties that well either, um, but did did play against a lot of righties this year and had, as we all know, a pretty terrible year. So worst case, maybe Renfro's confidence goes back up again, playing against lefties more regularly, straight platoon with him and Susugo. And then you have a viable, you know, punch at least in one of the corner outfield spots that's that's step one two i think it brings in the japanese market which has been kind of neglected by the potteries lately uh makita came over what was that two years ago now when he first came over or was it last year last he was on the team just one year yeah it felt like two years anyway that didn't really work out before that we love we loved akinori otsuka remember in those his kid played at rb high i ran into them at uh, family fun center once it's boomers now nice. i'm dating myself <laughs> it boomers him and his kid uh were playing to the family mini golf and claremont mesa yeah that's a good one still there uh so those are bullpen guys this would be a, a, a regular theoretically regular everyday player who could bring a lot of excitement to the japanese community bringing a lot more fans um maybe some tv money from japan uh, if he becomes a popular player, all of a sudden, that's a whole segment of the community that San Diego, I mean, San Diego has a pretty diverse community, especially among Asians and Japanese people. It's 16.7% Asian in San Diego. And while there's a lot of Asian cultures that have a tricky history with Japan, uh, I think the people here, you know, they're not, most of them are not native Japanese or native Korean or native Thai or whatever. Uh, if, if you grew up here, you don't really have those animosities. The younger people, I lived in Korea for a few years. The younger people don't have those animosities. Older people definitely do. But um, if you're trying to market a baseball player to your Japanese San Diego fans, I think this would be a really good way to do it. Maybe create a little bit more stir, a little more excitement heading into the season. Why it's not a good idea. Why it sucks. I don't think the Padres are necessarily swimming in cash right now. And although there's been talk of them going out and getting a big free agent that you 
kind of mentioned earlier, you would love for them to do. You would love them to get a big internet, a, a big starting pitching free agent, right? Yes. So, do they have the money for that and this? I don't know. Does Preller and I guess Ron Fowler do they want to agree to spend on a left field only unproven Japanese player who's coming off of a so-so year in the Nippon Professional Baseball League, which we know is a much inferior league to MLB. It's it's basically a triple-A level. So I don't see them wanting to spend any cash on a left fielder when there's so many in-house options for the outfield. Right. I just don't think it's a good fit for the Padres. Maybe more of an American League type player. Yeah. That you can... And that kind of makes sense. DH, platoon. A guy like this, yeah. It, it makes more sense. The more we talk about it, it seems like it's not a not a great fit for the Padres. But they need to find left-handed hitting from somewhere. And this is like, if it's a good deal, if he's not getting a lot of attention, maybe you could get him on the cheap and work something out that way. Or he's a platoon bat with Renfro. I think that's the route you go if you can talk yourself into it. He's a platoon with Renfro, and it makes sense. But other than that, I see a AL team spending more than the Padres want to spend, though. I think it's a cute little topic to discuss, but I don't think Padres are even. Whoa, you coming out my coming out my off season minor league baseball? I don't think the Padres Monday are going afternoon to topics give him a look at all. They're going to give him a look for sure. They gave Otani a look, and Otani was never a good fit here. He wanted to pitch and hit, and you would have loved Otani two years ago, wouldn't you? Yes. Yeah, there you go. So uh, anyway, we'll just move on from that. Let's get to the Don Welke Classic, which was last weekend. And it was a three-game series at Petco Park with the best prospect oof, with the best prospects from the Texas Rangers and the San Diego Padres. We teased it a little bit last week. There were some interesting guys there. Taylor Schmel was there. Uh, Xavier Edwards was there. Ryan Weathers, Luis Camposano. C.J. Abrams. Your guy, C.J. Abrams, is there. And it was really exciting because for a lot of these guys, it was their first time in San Diego. Uh, it was a big deal for Taylor Trammell because everyone was talking about how he had never been to the West Coast before. And he's like the shiny new toy that we all wanted to see. He had a, he had a really good postseason with the Amarillo Sod Poodles. We talked about him a lot when he came over um, in the trade special show that we did and then well, we're following the Sod Poodles throughout the playoffs and hit the grand slam in the ninth inning to basically win the game and win the Texas League for the for Amarillo. Padres ended up losing the series. They split the first two and then got blown out in game three, uh, 10 to two. There's an inside the park grand slam in there by some Texas prospect. Would have liked to go see these games, unfortunately, but um, scheduling couldn't make it happen. Really fun idea, though, and I'd like to do it next year if they keep doing it. It seems like they are going to keep doing it, at least uh, for the foreseeable future. I'm surprised they do it with the Rangers and not with the Mariners, you know? The natural rivals right. in Seattle. And sharing the same spring training park, everything like that. I would like to figure out why they do. How did Is it just Preller's connection with the Rangers? Maybe. It could be as simple as that, or why not do it with the Angels? Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I'd have, we'd have to ask someone about that. That's Very a, random. That's a good question. It's got to be. It's got to be. Preller know, is friends with someone over there, and they just decided to start to doing this. Do this, yeah, yeah. But uh, 
Anyway, noteworthy performances. Our guy, Ryan Weathers, who was the 2018 first-round pick, I think he went seventh overall, worked a scoreless fifth and sixth innings. That was on Tuesday, uh, the last game of the series, striking out two. Campuzano threw out a couple guys on the base pass. So that's, I mean, we knew we could hit, but it's nice to see the defense holding up with the offense. Reggie Lawson really stuck, stuck out to me. What did he do? Started the game on Tuesday night and threw four scoreless innings. Nice. So Reggie Lawson's kind of had an up-and-down career as a prospect of the Padres. I think he's one of the first picks that Preller ever made as a a GM of the Padres. And he was kind of really high on lists initially and struggled and then has kind of been injured and coming back. And I I still don't think he's – I don't have my prospect list in front of me. He he might have made my top 30, but the top 30 is very, you know, it's not to get into the back 30 of this system. You don't have to do too much um, as with any system, even with the Padres is how as good as their system is. They're deep. They're deeper than anyone, but it's the top 30 is, is doable. Um, he may have snip, slipped in there, but he still has a lot of potential and the Padres clearly still like him and they're still using him as a starter. Pitched in the the Don Wilkie Classic over the weekend. So I think there's still a reason to keep an eye on Reggie Lawson. Uh, Taylor Trammell, what did Trammell do? He said that he was very excited that he was here. Whoa. It's been a great opportunity. He was excited, huh? Xavier Edwards on Tuesday led the game off, hit a single, stole a base in the fourth, jumped around between second and short. He's still going to be a a second baseman long term. But... There was one inning where Arias, there was one inning where Arias, Edwards, and C.J. Abrams were all in the infield, and that was sexy. Who was playing third base? Arias was playing third. Interesting. But and then Abrams at short. Abrams was at short. Edwards was at second. I don't know if that's a configuration that we're ever going to see at the major league level, but, but it looked nice. It looked nice. <laughs> Is there some speed out there? That could be the fastest in field ever. I'd love to see him race. All right, we'll do Arizona Fall League action. The Javelinas have been making up some ground. I don't know if you've been paying attention, Wade, but they are now just one game back of the surprise Sahuaros. They are 8-7. and seven. Um, I'd also did some homework on the playoffs. For the Arizona Fall League because we didn't really know playoffs. That. There are none. Nice. There, there's only, there's two. <laughs> there's only six teams in the league, and there's two divisions, three and three, and just the winner from each division plays in a championship game, and that's the last game of the year. Just one game. Yeah, one ring to rule them all. I like that a lot. I do too. No reason to to get away from that. But you're gonna sw- get shirts or rings. Shirts for sure. Yeah. I would I would ball out hard if we won the Arizona Fall League. It's like the it's the the best league in the minors. So why wouldn't you take it seriously and be excited if you won? Yeah, true. It's these are all star teams, pretty much. So a lot of the guys are young, um, but you're not getting any of those like twenty seven year old, twenty eight year old guys um, like you do like you get in AAA. You know what I mean? Right. But anyway, they've uh, they've been making some moves, and the Padres in particular, Owen Miller, just had a 
five-game RBI streak snapped, so that's unfortunate for him. But he's been hot over the last week. Hudson Potts yesterday had a couple base hits. He's hitting 250 now. Um, first multi-hit game of the year for him in the Arizona Fall League. Reese Nair, who we've mentioned a couple times, he's kind of a, a depth uh, left-handed pitcher for the Padres. Two runs, one earned on two hits. Uh, working out of the bullpen for Peoria. They are off today, so we'll uh, we'll check in with them next week, I guess. Yeah, hopefully they'll be in first place by next week. Yeah, keeping on Owen Miller. He's our boy. He was a uh, first-team All-Potters prospect as the DH, right? He was. Yeah. Uh, coming off a loss to Mesa, so they need to need to put some some games together here to climb back up. Um, Elliot Ashbeck's probably going to be pitching soon. Logan Driscoll. Uh, Catching prospect they, that they picked this year is, is on this team, um, among some others. But those are the guys to keep an eye on for recently, and we will check in with them next week. Let's get to the big segment of the day, which Wade has been dying to do. It is called Ask Wade. We're going to get some, some sound for that, too. So, the segment is Ask Wade, and today's Ask Wade question is by me to Wade, and it is, what is on your Padres off-season wish list? Winter meetings are going to be here before you know it. It's already October. Are they in San Diego this year? I believe they are. It seems, like they were, it seems like they were just here. I thought they should be here every year, because it's the best place to do them, in my opinion, not biased at all, but it seems like they just did it here a couple years ago. And now they're 2019 or 2020. Uh, I want to say it's going to be in December. So that would be 2019. Does that sound right to you? Yeah. At the Hilton Bayfront in San Diego, California on they did December 8th yeah. through 12th. So there you go. It's 2019. So it'll be the 2019 off-season winter meetings. And they did it at the Hilton Bayfront last time, I believe, too. Great venue That's for it. great for the Hilton. If Wade was the GM and Wade had things his way, the Potters was to win next year. We, know, we, we kind of thought they were going to be flirting with the 500 this year. Took a step back. No one hit the panic button. I don't think so, at least. Next year, we fully expect to be flirting with 500 and flirting with a, a wild card right. spot. Right. We're not catching the Dodgers, but. No, I'm not, and I don't think anyone expects to. But 2021. But I'd love to see us in that wild card game. Just watching those wild card games, they were so great. Can you imagine, though, if you made the wild card and then your season's now your season's already over? Like, but still, you had that one night. You had one like night. Like that <laughs> Brewers Nationals game was so fun. It was fun. So, what would you want to add to this team going into next year because that we talked about their outfield we've talked about their starting rotation they have a lot of holes and if this team is expected to be any kind of good they need to fill some of these holes they have the prospects what's the next move 
you know my move always has been getting a starting pitcher. I want to go out and spend just for one. I want one pitcher. I mean, Garrett Cole would be amazing. He's looked so good, but he's going to get stupid money. We're not going to pay. We're not going to pay a starting pitcher thirty plus million dollars right, per season. But he deserves it. He's that good. Yeah, he does. I just I don't want to be responsible. I want to write the checks. That's basically. And that's then it. Strasburg, I don't see us getting him either. He's going to ask for too much. No hometown discount, even though he's not. In this, he's not really from here, but he went to San Diego State. What do you mean he's not from? Is here? he from? He went to. Uh, hold on. Where do you go? Wow, Colin Strasburg. Where do you go? Where do you go? Uh, it wasn't Valhalla. Where was it? It was out there towards Valhalla. <sighs> West Hills High School. Like Tierra Santa. In Santi. Santi Tierra Santa. Yeah. Damn. Okay. So no hometown discount from Strasburg? I don't see him taking a hometown discount. I don't. He wants to get paid. I feel like he'd want to come, though. If the money was right, he would definitely be interested. And his pitching would work well at Petco. What, just striking people out? Yeah. I, I'm i worried about his how he holds up over the course of the season. He's thrown a lot of pitches. He was healthy this year, but he, he, he kind of misses years every now and 5. then. 5.7 more this year? That's really good, and he picked a really good time to do it as a free agent. How insane is the seven point four WAR from Garrett Cole this year, though? That's he, nuts. He's he's that was one of the best pitching years we've ever seen from a starting pitcher. Like he's up there with the, like those Pedro Martinez years. And is he gonna win the Cy Young though? It's really him and Verlander. It's really tight. Yeah, I don't Are know. Are they gonna split votes too? Then just some third guy sneaks in. <laughs> I think the writers need to get together and just decide, okay, we're all voting for Verlander. Okay, cool. Or we're all voting for Cole and then not worry about it. But I'd give it to Cole. Strasburg was healthy. He pitched 209 innings this year. Last year, though, 130 innings. The year before that, 175. That's okay. The year before that, 2016, he pitched 147. 2015, 127. So early in his career, had trouble staying healthy. Arm issues, just missed big chunks of a lot of seasons. And then lately, uh, a little more reliable. Um, two out of the last three years, he's pitched at least 175 innings. So would you, you're not comfortable giving that guy a contract, though. Because he is. I mean, I'd like to. I don't see the Potteries doing that. I think we got to kind of set the bar a little lower because I think that's where the Potteries are looking. So, I mean, guys like Homer Bailey. Even Bumgarner. I'd give Bumgarner a shot. Well, Bumgarner is going to command a lot of money also. I don't know. At 30 years old? Steven Strasburg's 30 years old. True. Actually, uh, Strasburg's older than Bumgarner. Do you want to you wanna walk back your Homer Bailey? What's wrong with Homer Bailey? He's terrible. You, you don't want Homer Bailey. 2.9 more this year, bro. 73 innings. Had a 430 ERA. How could he have a three war? What what are you looking at? The link you sent me. Where is it? <laughs> it's going based on war. There's no fucking way that that's accurate. <laughs> we'll just cut this whole part. Is it raining at this game? Homer Bailey, two point nine war. That's what it says. Ugh. Okay, well that's suspect. Um, he's also thirty four years old and is terrible. So I don't want it. I don't want anything to do with him. You kind of like Cole Hamels, though, too, don't you? I do. And he'd take a local discount. He's even older somehow and even worse somehow. He's 36 years old. But he, I, 
We didn't. We need a veteran presence. You think Garrett Richards is a veteran presence? He's you not. thought he was the veteran no, presence. You, you're the I've re- always been saying we need a veteran presence. We need a like guy to come in teach. That's not Garrett Richards. That's not Garrett. Richards. Why not? We need one more. One more. One more. One of these guys that we should sign. What's a veteran? Thirty plus. Like an Adam Wainwright. Would you be mad with an Adam Wainwright? He pitched so well today. He has one foot. Yesterday. He did pitch really well yesterday. But he's got one foot out the door, too. He's he's the oldest. Is he the oldest guy on this list? He's 38. Right. So have old. someone with playoff experience come in and teach guys. I wouldn't have thought Wainwright was older than Hamels. Yeah, 38 years old. That's up there. Uh, none of these guys are interested. Oh, Rich Hill is 40. He's available. None of these guys are that interesting to me, honestly. I, I kind of like the in-house options a lot better, and they're cheaper. What about Zach Wheeler? Zach Wheeler is going to get a lot of money too. Uh, league average pitchers these days, well, especially a guy that was almost or over four and a half war, according to this uh, bogus MLB.com list I'm looking at. Yeah, that's, that's a lot of money. How are the Mets not better with that pitching staff? Syndergaard didn't really have a good year. Uh, Pete Alonso, outside of just hitting home runs, didn't S- strikes out. He, provi- he provides no value anywhere else. So. Robbins Cano was a black hole. Todd Frazier's a black hole. Like, what else on this team was any good other than a couple pitchers and then one first baseman? Just imagine what the Padres roster would have done with that pitching staff. Okay, so this is Ask Wade, not Ask both of us. Do you want a starting pitcher? And I want, want a starting pitcher. Who do you want? I mean, dream scenario, Garrett Cole. Goddamn. But right. other than that, who I realistically think we can go get? I'd love a Cole Hamels or Adam Wainwright. Okay. Just so an old, you know, weathered kind of. Someone with playoff experience to come in and teach the Impart guys. some wisdom. Exactly. That's Over. what I want. Okay. So someone like that. Anything else? And then. there, There's a lot of holes. The, of the, the boat has a lot of. We need a center fielder. But of the free agents in the outfield this year, there's no one I really like. So I think we need to trade to get a certain fielder. We have assets to trade. And what I am thinking of. Yeah, what do you got? We need to trade with a team that's selling. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at the Rockies. Oh. And I'm looking at Charlie Blackman. Oh. Charlie Blackman. So Charlie Blackman, I think the days of not trading within the division are kind of done. And in today's baseball game, especially with these GMs and they're all math nerds and they don't, they don't think they give a shit about which division you're in. They just want to do the best deal, which makes a lot more sense right. for the, the savvy analytical people out there. So Blackman going to be 34 next year, making $21 million. And how many there's left on the contract? Two years? He has, what are those? Why are those green? Is that an option? Uh, business 20. Oh, those are player options. Okay. So he has two years left on his current deal with two years of player options. So we would be paying him $21 million next year, which I think is actually doable. That's if, not bad. If they don't do a lot of other things in the off season, like right. paying big free agents and stuff, we could eat that money. $21 million the next season. So the next two years, and then in 2022, he has a player option for $21 million, which I'm assuming he will pick up at that age. He'll be 36 years old. And then in 2023, the last year of his deal, 
goes down to $10 million. And you can just buy that out or eat it up or whatever you want to do with it. Then he becomes an unrestricted free agent at 37. But the dude can still hit. He had, he had 300 this year. He, he still hit. He still field. He hustles. He's not going to steal as many bases as he used to, but I just like the way he plays. Got some of the best hair in the in the majors. Major lettuce. It, like I said, it still hit 300, still hit 31 home runs. Right. And those, I mean, are... They're Coors numbers. Coors numbers. But that's way better than any Padres outfielders hitting right now. Way better. Uh, I would definitely roll the dice on Charlie Blackman outside of Coors. He still gets on base, the good clip. He got on base 364. Slugged over 570. Doesn't run like he used to, but... Doesn't bug me. He, he's still fat. He he plays fast. He runs the bases fast. He's not a stolen base guy like he was. Right. But I don't really care. The guy hits. The guy hits for power. He'd be a veteran presence on the other side of the ball where you have Hosmer and Machado and a bunch of young guys. Now you bring in a guy like this. He's the grizzled veteran who can provide some leadership also. And it's not just all up to Hosmer and you know Machado, who I don't think really does that anyway. Yeah. So I'd be, I would be fine. What would you trade for Charlie Blackman? That is the question. So, so I'm, I'll be the Colorado Rockies here. You're, you're not getting Gore. You're not getting Tina. <laughs> <laughs> so you're AJ Preller. You called me. You want Charlie Blackman? Like, hey, is Mackenzie Gore available? Def not. Luis Patina. Fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, who do I want? I'll take, I mean, I'll take Josh Naylor. Done. Okay. I'll take, uh, Francisco Mejia. Done. Really? No. I'll take that back. I'll take Ryan Weathers. I'm fine with that. I'll give up Ryan Weathers for a couple years of Blackman. And, uh, what else do I need? Now, now you're getting greedy. I, I need. Well, I might. I might change my mind on a few of these guys. What do I? What do I really want? Um, they've got Dahl. They've got Tapia. You have no outfielders that interest me. I don't want your Will Myers contract. You're gonna eat the. You're gonna eat this whole contract, and I'm gonna take. For Charlie Black, that's tough. I, I feel like I don't want to undersell it, you know, and just take garbage from you, and then. Right, we're gonna have to give a prospect. So their weather's fine. Give them. Is C.J. Abrams available? No. Arias, though. I'll throw Arias in. Gabriel there. Arias. Uh, I'm gonna take Josh Naylor. I'm gonna take Francisco Mejia, and I'll take Ryan Weathers. And you're gonna eat the entire Charlie Blackman contract. I'm gonna need some money back. I'll, I'll eat five for the next two years. Done. Let's do it. <laughs> That happened, that happened really fast. I didn't do any homework on that. Uh, I'm going to have to send that up to the boys upstairs, and we will crunch some numbers and get back to you. But for now, Naylor, Mejia, Weathers, and a little bit of cash headed your way. Thanks. And we're going to send you Blackman also. You're giving me cash. I'm going to give you $5 million this year and $5 million next year. Yeah. Okay. That's. I think that's a sweet deal for you. I don't think, uh, I don't think that trade's probably realistic. No. But... Um, if you're the Potteries, I think you do that trade in a second. Yeah. I don't think they'd want... I don't think the Potteries would give up 
both Naylor and Mejia. I think you don't think the Padres do that deal. I don't think the Padres do that deal. I don't think they give up Mejia. Well, they've still got Austin Allen and Austin Hedges, double Austin Power. True. Austin Power. There's a thing. There's a there's oh, a there's nice. a joke in there. Yeah. Yeah. And then I fell over. If you've got Blackman, I mean Naylor's nice because he's young and not making any money and still has a lot of potential. Now the the outfield is Margot Myers Blackman, and you're adding another left-handed bat, which you're super into these days, right? That's that's not a that your outfield just got a lot better, so much better. But you're the Padres. You don't you don't like that deal necessarily. I thought it was a no brainer for the Padres. I don't think they're giving at Mejia. I think you'd have to throw in a different piece besides Mejia. Hmm. Xavier Edwards. No, untouchable. Whoa, untouchable. That's outrageous. Your sixth best prospect can't be untouchable. Giving up Ryan Weathers, bro. <sighs> Ryan Weathers. He's fat. He's a fat 19-year-old. I'll give up Urias. Here, you want Urias? <sighs> Spare me. <laughs> All right, so I guess uh, agree to disagree on that trade. We'll check in later with it. But So, yeah, my to sum it up, I want... You need a starting pitcher. I want a starting pitcher, and I want... For this. now, did we said was Cole Hamels. Cole Hamels or Wainwright. Okay. And we need an outfielder. And you think trading something to try to go make a run at Charlie Blackman. Make a run at Charlie Blackman. I've heard some pottery Twitter chatter about Mitch Hanniger. Do you have any interest in Mitch Hanniger? Don't even know who that is. He's, he was good like two years ago and was hurt this year. No consistency for me. I, I have no interest in Mitch Hanniger. I really don't. Just like, I mean, looking at who else is sellers, like Pittsburgh. Does Pittsburgh have anything we want? Like young talent, you can't get from those teams. They're not right. going to give you any young pieces. You want old, expensive guys to yeah. get back. And Charlie Blackman fits them all perfectly, and that team's terrible. So even though they're in the division, I think that the the trade partners, they line up well, the Potters and the Rockies. Yeah. And other thing, the Rangers, I can think of. Like, yeah, we, we talked about them a little off air. No more Mazzara is kind of a dude who's – but he's still – cheap and hasn't really ever done anything. I like I like this Charlie Blackman idea because he's on a team that's terrible that needs to rebuild a little bit around Trevor Story and Arenado. He's not going to be around when that team gets good. Right. He's making a lot of money. He's old, so the Rockies have no need for this kind of player on their team for the next 2 years. Why not trade him and get a whole bunch of young talent? It makes a lot of sense yeah. to me. I think it makes sense both ways. It's just going to matter. Are they going to ask for an arm and a leg from the Potter's back? And they probably would. Is probably true. Correct. But we'll see. That's going to do the end of the show. Let's do the Wade and Ryan lock of the week. We've been hot. Target locked. We have been hot. So another big week gambling. Wade gave you the New Orleans Saints at home. I gave you the Thursday night. Rams at Seattle, both winners. 2-0 again. We were 2-0 two weeks ago as well. Yours barely covered, though. Hey, cover's a cover. <laughs> and 2-0, back-to-back week, sweeping lock of the week. So hot right now. I am above 500. Got my way back, 3-2 and two for the year. You are back to 2-2. Two and two. So do you have a lock of the week this week? I do. I think this is a sucker's bet, but I'm falling for it. I'm taking the Saints again. That's never a good way to start your lock of the week. You know? With the sucker's bet. I just, it's going to win. 
Why have you seen? I the, only pick winners. Have you seen the money go onto? Uh, I, it's Monday. I haven't looked at anything. <laughs> there are no trends yet, but the early lines are out, and so you like the Saints. The Saints on the road in Jacksonville, one point favorites. Saints on the road. You never know what you're going to get, man. But still, I, this Gardner Menchu hype. I think it's over. Why didn't you just go Patriots playing the Giants? Seventeen. Seventeen and a half. It's a lot. I'm going to be on that later this week. <laughs> I was going over these games and did not see anything that really jumped out at me. So None of these lines are great. I didn't love the lines. There's only uh, – I, I look for home dogs a lot to bet on. And the only options for home dogs are Miami, who you're not going to ever bet on. That's going to be such a fun game. Miami, Miami Washington. <laughs> Tampa Bay was a home dog. No thanks. And Arizona. So nothing jumped out to me. I flipped around a bunch. Who's Arizona playing? That's a good question. I don't know. Carolina plays Tampa Bay at Tampa Bay. Carolina's favored by two and a half. So now you don't like Tampa Bay. No, Tampa Bay's a home dog. I do like them. Uh, I would not like Tampa Bay in that situation. Who does Arizona play? Atlanta. I have no idea what Atlanta is. Kind of like understand Atlanta. Kind of like Philly too. I don't. I don't understand either one of those teams. So for me, I jumped around a lot, always found a reason to get off of the team. And then I settled on the Rams minus four at home versus the 49ers. They're coming off a long week of rest, which I love playing on Thursday last week. Heartbreaking loss in Seattle game. They absolutely should have won on the road. Zerline missed a, for him, a chip shot, 44 yard field goals. He never misses. That was disgusting. We had some money on that too. They are 4-1 and one against the spread this year, the Rams are. And the 49ers, conversely, coming off a short week, playing Monday night versus the Browns. Haven't seen that game yet. They're going to start. Oh, they're starting right now as we record this. Uh, give me the Rams all day. Lay the four points. That's my lock of the week. All right. That's going to do it. I think that's all we got. Thank you for listening. Everyone out there, please follow the show's Twitter account at fire Farmhands. And if you enjoy the show, subscribe. We're on all your favorite platforms, iTunes, Stitcher, Google play, TuneIn, Spotify, and iHeart. You can also find us at believe.com and at believe podcasts. Please leave your comments, questions, concerns, and your rating of the show on all platforms. You've been listening to believe in Padres prospects on the believe podcast network. San Diego's number one sports podcast network for Wade. I'm Ryan. Check you guys out next week. Thought I got that one. South Korea, close enough. Whoa. Take that out. (laughs) (laughs) Alienating all the fans from the Pacific Rim. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.